Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper. I'm the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I want to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, and Sheldon, who's our uh, producer, and Sheldon Boyce, our uh, assistant producer. Also, I want to thank uh, Dave Wright, who is actually recording this episode for us because our producer, Elijah Merrill, is here with us. Elijah, it's great to have you with us. Oh, thank you. If you want to learn more about our podcast or anything Crosswinds related, I, I just ask you to head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. Well, we are in a, a series, a five-part series, where we're looking at the five essential questions everyone attempts to answer uh, throughout their lives. And they may not ask the questions in the way that we have written them out, but but they are sort of the five core questions. And these aren't questions that we come up with even uh, as Christians. I mean, these are questions that, that people have pondered throughout the years. Um, but we believe, of course, that the answers to these questions are found in Scripture, but you can find the answer to them. Uh, but you need to go to Scripture to do so. Uh, the first question we looked at uh, was, who am I? Uh, the second is, where do I come from? And then last week, we looked at why I'm here. This week, we're going to tackle the lighter one, what is the meaning of life? Uh, so, uh, Elijah, it's great to have you as, we, as we're looking at this uh, very important question. And I, I want to begin by sort of saying this. First, it's helpful to understand that pursuing the meaning of life is closely related uh, defining one person's purpose in life, you know, one's purpose in life. Both are spurred on by a deep desire to experience fulfillment and satisfaction. And I, I want to say that that's, that's really uh, what most people want. And I think mm-hmm. Jesus made it really clear when he said, you know, I came to give you life uh, in its fullest. And, and, and we all want to live that full life. And, and when we don't, when we realize that we're not living the life that we've really been created to live, um, and we, we fall short of any of that fullness that, that Christ has for us. It's when frustration comes and we start to look for, you know, all the answers in all the wrong places. You know, I think we're, we're asking, you know, the people who are making uh, bad decisions aren't always asking the wrong questions. They're just coming to the wrong solutions mm-hmm. to those questions. And, you know, both, both are, are our relationship uh, with the Lord. And, you know, we talked last week about knowing God and making Him known and our relationship to others that making Him known are so crucial, really, to the, to the meaning of life. Um, when you look at uh, why we're here, you know, our purpose, if you will, um, as well as uh, the, uh, the meaning of life, and we're going to look a little more at what's my purpose next week, but it's really when you boil it all down, um, these two essential questions are, are really uh, not answered uh, when people find themselves looking back over their life, right? Uh, when they're when they're when they're looking at uh, and puzzled by fractured relationships and failed dreams and overall emptiness, and uh, this is why uh, the observation of the writer of Ecclesiastes is so important. In the first two chapters of the book of Ecclesiastes, he talks about that. He's been looking at answering these questions in all the wrong places. He's looking at the past. He's, he's projecting the future. He's looking at all the wrong decisions he's made in his life, even some of the right decisions. He says, you know, I, I'm not really finding the answer here. Uh, and far too many in the end find themselves really with, with an unfulfilled void mm-hmm. uh, because they're seeking all the answers in all the wrong places. And as we look at Scripture, um, we find that even the author of Ecclesiastes looked for the meaning of life in these wrong places, and his vain pursuits uh, included mm. 
these things. I mean, it's amazing to me. He pursued knowledge, and he didn't find the answer there. Um, self-indulgence, he didn't find the answer there. And when we read through this list, is this not what we see people doing today? Is it not mm-hmm. what we've all fallen into the trap of doing one way or another? He sought pleasure, and it wasn't there. He even sought wisdom for wisdom's sake. Uh, you know, that's an interesting when he writes about that, uh, how interesting it is. Because you think wisdom is a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it is a good thing, but not just for wisdom's sake. He just wanted to be wise, and it just wasn't fulfilling mm-hmm. for him. And then, of course, he tried to find this this uh, understanding of the meaning of life and his work, and, and it wasn't therein. Or in the end, he concluded that everything comes from the hand of God, and attempting to live apart from him is vanity and striving after the wind, he says. Mm-hmm. In fact, seven times within the book of Ecclesiastes, the image of striving or, or chasing after the wind is offered to us. And it's, it's sort of an interesting word picture when you think about it. Uh, although real, the wind cannot be clasped in one's hands. Now we're getting a little philosophical, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's, it's a fruitless endeavor, you know, the chase after. It's futile as seeking um, the meaning of life uh, and all the, the same vain pursuits, you know, that, that, that the Ecclesiastes author writes about. In fact, he describes it as meaningless, completely meaningless. And, and I just get a picture of, you know, when we're, when we're trying to find the meaning of life and all these other things besides God, you know, this, it's a picture of someone who's running around just sort of like glasping mm-hmm. at the wind, you know, and, and you sort of see him outside, maybe your office window, or maybe you're sitting in, in school and you're looking out and seeing a friend and he's just running around and you're like, what is he doing? You know, is there bugs out? I mean, what is he trying to, yeah. to grab onto? And you realize how ridiculous it looks and how frustrating it must be because it's certainly, you're never going to catch it. Mm-hmm. You're never going to catch it. No matter how much you try, you're not going to catch the wind that way. And uh, that's the picture that he gives us and this frustration that comes from trying to find the meaning of life anywhere else besides God. Mm-hmm. You know, and Elijah, have you have you have you seen that? I mean, have you have you have you done that? I mean, is, 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 what would be your what would be sort of your observation if you were sitting here talking to the writer of Ecclesiastes? You know, would you say, yeah, I agree with that, or no, I don't? Oh yeah, I you know, I there's so many points in my life where I I found myself trying to trying to figure something out and going to all of these other places to get the answer, and it's just not there. And um, I think for me, uh, just a, a part of my testimony, and I've gotten to share this multiple times over the uh, in multiple episodes. But you know, I was um, there was a chapter of my life where I was uh, dealing with you know, deep depression and anxiety and all these things. And in those moments of my life, I genuinely felt like I I just don't know. I don't even know why I'm here, you know, and I don't know you know, what is, what is the, what's, what's the meaning of it all anyway? Cause I don't, I don't get it and I don't understand it. And so in that season of my life, I, I remember going to, you know, people and websites and blogs and, you know, just taking in as much content as I could trying to, and not, not always consciously, right? I think sometimes subconsciously and times trying to figure it out, but always going to these different places to try and find the answer, you know, and then um, sometimes searching for a for a literal answer, but also just, you know, feeling uncomfortable, feeling uncomfortable sitting in the fact that I didn't recognize my purpose and meaning in life, right? I think there's because, because, and we've talked about it a little bit, and we're going to talk about it more next week, but this, uh, you know, understanding the, the purpose of why God has put us here and this whole meaning of life as a Christian helps bring into perspective everything else. 
And so without that peace and without that understanding, um, for me in that chapter of my life, so many different things didn't make sense. And so I, and it wasn't until the moment where I truly accepted and heard God that he started to say, you know, I have you, I have you here for this. You're here, you're here because I love you. You're here because I, to, to experience me, to experience the goodness of me and, and then to glorify me, you know? And so, and it wasn't until I really started to unpack and accept some of those things that, that my life really started to change. And then I, that I started to feel like, not that I had the answer to things, but that I understood. I think we, we can celebrate, no, we can celebrate that we, we understand the purpose and meaning that God has given us, even though we don't understand the complexity of it. Yes. You know what I mean? God, God is, God is infinite. And yes. we will never understand some of the things that he, most of the things and his purposes in doing certain things. Um, but we can sell, we sell, we can celebrate that, that we serve a God that is that, you know, if we, if we, if we served and praised a God that we were able to understand, we then become equals in knowledge with him. And then he ceases to be God at that point. Yes. And so we, uh, we can celebrate that there is some mystery in that, but that's okay. The The main meaning of it isn't a mystery. Yes. God's laid that piece out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think, you know, in my own life and as I as I look at others, right, and, and as I look at the world, I mean, especially now in our culture, you know, when people are talking about issues of identity and, and all these things that, that um, and, they're, and they're seeking self in these things, right? It, it really, it boils down to um, there's, there's a, I think when I look at culture, there's this a lack of Comfort, you know, what is it? What do we say? I'm not comfortable in my own skin, mm-hmm. and, and I think a lot of that boils down to the fact that we look at these five essential questions. We've already looked at who I, who am I? You know, who am I in Christ? You know, and He's created us to be image bearers. He actually breathed life into us, mm-hmm. and 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 where do you know where do I come from? Which of course is the same same answer, really. You know, God created us; He's our Creator, and if He is our Creator, then it would only make sense that we would want to seek the answers to these questions from him, mm-hmm. you know, not elsewhere, not in our own way, and that the answer then would have to fit within what he says about us in Scripture. And if we're if we're pursuing things that are outside of that, we shouldn't be surprised that they don't leave, lead to ultimate fulfillment. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that there aren't people seeking these answers outside of Scripture, and I would say seeking in all the wrong places and and really coming to the wrong conclusions. And my, my estimate, as I look at Scripture, um, who aren't happy from time to time, mm-hmm. but they're not fulfilled. And how do I know that? Because the Scripture says they're not. You know, and, and, and my guess is if we would all be honest, we've been there. Where, we, where we've tried to seek uh, the answer to these questions. We may not even know the question. You said that subconsciously, right? But we're trying to seek happiness or worth or mm-hmm. something elsewhere that for a while it, it may seem like we're being fulfilled. For a while it may seem like we're happy. But deep down, we're, we're going to begin to realize we're not, right? That, that that it's not lasting, that it isn't really why we're here. It doesn't answer these questions in a way that really satisfies our soul. And when we talk about the meaning of life, you know, uh, uh, man, many a philosopher, you know, uh, has has tried to answer this apart from Christ, and, and has been a dismal failure in mm-hmm. doing so. You know, and many of us who wouldn't call ourselves philosophers, but we certainly have our own philosophy of life, have done the same thing and realized we fall way way short. 
you know, and and I think part of the reason is is because all of us have to understand that God created us with an eternal soul, uh, really an eternal soul, and it's meant to for far more than we can merely experience in the here and now, you know, and. In truth, God placed eternity in our hearts. And that comes from Ecclesiastes 2, Ecclesiastes 3.11. You know, God's literally placed eternity in our hearts. And so why do we pursue these questions? Well, I think because eternity is in our hearts. We know we're made for something bigger than even the here and now. And and to me, that's that's awe-inspiring to think about that, that God's Mm -hmm. created us with an eternal purpose. He's created us with eternal meaning. And I think that's why sometimes when we look around at the world and we go, what, what's the meaning of all this? Well, if we're, if we're sort of myoptic and just looking at what's right in front of our face, we'll never understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we look at God's scripture, if it opens up eternity to us, at least as much that we can understand. Yeah. You know, you already pointed out the fact that, that God in his infinite wisdom is able to perceive things that we'll never be able to perceive, mm-hmm. even when we are with him in paradise. But as the scriptures open up this, this eternal perspective uh, of what God has for us, uh, we begin to understand, you know, what, what, what really uh, is at the heart of, of understanding the meaning of life. You know, we all know that there's more to our life than living, dying, and trying. And when Ecclesiastes writer concludes his book, you know, he's inspired by God. You know, he's written about this really internal struggle, you know, where he's trying to find the meaning of life in all these places and, and, and finds mm-hmm. every single one of them falling short. And so he ends up, he says, the end of the matter. So here's the end of his pursuit. Not the end of his pursuit of understanding, but the end of the pursuit of, of starting that journey. In other words, I understand enough now to really begin to live. Mm. He says, you know, the end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Mm. So, so he's wrestling, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you know, and and we think the Ecclesiastes writer was probably Solomon, who's said to be the wisest man who ever lived. And yet, when you read most of Ecclesiastes, you go, "My goodness, even the wise <laughs> can be quite quite foolish," yeah. you know. And, and and is that what the Scripture says that our wisdom and, and compared to God is is foolishness, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we need godly wisdom, not just human wisdom, in order to really prosper. And and so that's what he's saying. He's saying, you know, I've I've done all these things. I've tried to find the meaning of life in, in all the wrong places and all the wrong ways. And, and when I've actually boiled it all down, it was all like chasing after the wind. Again, that image, he says, but now I understand. You know, And it's almost like he's actually gone to the scriptures, right? And he says, oh, we're to fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. In other words, the meaning of life involves you know, a genuine faith in God, a genuine faith in God and walking with him, which produces godly fruit that is inevitable, uh, the result of true faith. And so the meaning of life is, 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 again, so we looked at last week to know God and make him known, but the meaning of life is to be in a growing relationship with God, that he created us. It, you know, and, and some people say, man, it just seems so simple. And I'm like, try to live it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a day-to-day um, pursuit you know, mm-hmm. uh, of doing that. But yet, you know, here's the end of the matter. If you want to know the meaning of life, you know, it begins and ends with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It, it begins with entering into a relationship with Him and then spending eternity with Him. And, and I think that's the reality. I think, you know, when we try to when we try to do life without Christ, when we try to to answer these questions without Him, like Solomon, we 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 look at it and we go, "Man, this this just seems meaningless. Life's mm-hmm. not worth it. Um, there's no joy." You know, they're, yeah. they're, you know, um, we can be in a great relationship and feel alone. I'm talking about with another person, mm-hmm. and, and part of that is is because the relationship that everything is to build on, the reason we're here, 
is to is to is to know God is is to is to have this genuine faith journey with Him uh, that produces godly fruit, and that's where we start to be fulfilled yeah. when we sit back and go, man, you know, God is using me to make an eternal difference in the lives of others. He's working in me. He's working through me. I'm a part of something bigger than myself. It's not about building my kingdom. I get to be a part of God's kingdom, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's only there that we really uh, begin for us to understand the meaning of life. Uh, from now, you know, into the unforeseen future, it's found in a saving relationship with God through Jesus Christ. When we enter into this relationship with Christ, what does He do? Second Corinthians five seventeen, He makes us a new creation. Mm-hmm. And I think the reality of it is, without being that new creation in Christ, life is meaningless. Yeah, you know. But when we're when we're that new creation in Christ, that's what gives us meaning. It's when we understand the meaning of life, right? Mm-hmm. To, to to be in this relationship with God. And to grow with him, um, you know, the redemption of those now walking with Christ, you know, was, was formed. It just blows my mind. It was formed in the heart and mind of God from the very beginning. Mm. You know, he he draws us into this relationship with him, which allows his spirit to to give us power to live for his glory, and again to know God and make him known. We say it over and over again, but I mean, that's that's just a simple way of putting this. Yeah. Um, you know, the meaning of life is found in Christ. Who said, and we've been referring to this over and over again, John 10, 10, you know, second part of that verse, he said, I, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. A full life is meaningful and free and aimless of wandering. And this all comes from being in relationship mm-hmm. with God. That, that's the meaning. If you want to know what the meaning is, it's being in relationship with God. So if, if that's not if that's not where we're finding it, then like Ecclesiastes, we're chasing after the wind. Yeah. And it's meaningless. It's interesting that, you know, I love that verse in Ecclesiastes that paints the picture of eternity being placed in our hearts because that explains that explains the natural um, soul-level longing that we have that if we're not pursuing that eternity, that relationship with God, then we're not going to find fulfillment for that longing anywhere, you know, and because it's... It's there's nothing that is that out there besides Jesus Christ, and so I um there's the, one of my favorite songs of all time. It's an old David Crowder song, but it was it's called Remedy, and it sings about how you know Jesus is the remedy, and that the song paints this picture of people being in such such longing and such you know uh, almost even just uh like a like a like a darkness, if you will, of of searching and not and not finding and feeling feeling ill almost because they are they're missing this peace. And uh, and uh, David Crowder goes on to 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 use the analogy of God being this remedy to that. You know, God is the remedy to your longing, this feeling that you have, and. Um, just a just what an what a what a big picture, you know. Well, you know, we've all seen and read and and um, heard, you know, of, of stories of actual people who have done tremendous things, brilliant things, loving things, mm. and in the end didn't feel fulfilled. And and so it's not it's not it, the doing isn't where the meaning comes from. The meaning mm-hmm. comes from God. And then the doing then has purpose, you know, and we understand the purpose. And so maybe maybe I would say that some of the things that people do apart from Christ has purpose, but that you don't understand the ultimate purpose, right? And so you may do good things and, and be a good person per se, and we could get into a long conversation about that that whole mm-hmm. term, good person. Um, but uh, but in the end, um, man, just just 
feel sort of less then uh, because the, we don't understand who we are in Christ and, and that meaning that we get from Him. You know, the meaning of life is found really in, in glorifying God. You know, that's what Isaiah 43, 7 tells us. Glorifying God is, is anything done by a believer under the leading of and power of the Holy Spirit that gives the world a, an accurate picture of, of who God is and in his righteousness and faithfulness. You know, and it's, it's, it's when we're in this relationship with God where he, by his spirit, is leading us to do things that we would never have thought or been able to do apart from him. But because of him, we're, we're, we're showing people a piece of him. Mm. And, 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 and the meaning of life is found in that, right? It, it reflects the love and character of Christ while, while being on mission with him. You know, we've been made to glorify God by knowing him and making him known. We say it over and over again, but, it, but it's so true. And any substitute for him and living on a mission other than joining him and really is meaningless. It's a, it's a pursuit of striving after the whim. Simply put, the meaning of life, again, it's found in Jesus Christ. And so when, you know, it, there's no wonder then when we look at um, the world why so many people feel like life is meaningless. In fact, it may answer a question, this is worth a whole nother podcast, um, but it may be why it seems like our world around us has less and less appreciation for life in general. Mm, man, you know where we're where we're treating others as if they're they're you know if you're not in my camp, then your life you're not even a real real living being. Like I don't yeah. even see you as a living being. Not you're certainly not seeing them as in the image of God. Mm-hmm. They're not image bearers, right? Because you're not in my camp. You're not thinking the way I think. And, and it's interesting because I know as believers we can fall into that trap too, but the word definitely warns us against it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of verses like, you know, our enemy is not flesh and blood, but the, but the spirit and principalities. In other words, we have an enemy, but people are not them. Yeah. You know, and if they are, I mean, another love thy enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, why? Because our image bearers of God and, and there's worth there. Um, and so, you know, I just without without get, gaining our identity and our in our purpose and our meaning um, from God, um, everything else it makes sense is meaningless. We we got to have that core understanding. Yeah. Of 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 everything begins and ends with Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just um, I think about like I am. I say this all the time and I plug it all as much as I can, but I, you know, I'm blessed to be a leader at Celebrate Recovery and um, I have been a part of that ministry for um, five or six years or so. And um, I, uh, when I entered into those doors for the first time, I, uh, I, I started attending because I knew people that were attending there and I, I knew that they had a, a need a tech need they had to serve they need they needed people to serve and i was like oh you know i you know i can go and help and do that and man what a way of god looking back now moving some pieces around because wow. i i genuinely was in a season of my life where even though i recognized the importance of jesus and the my relationship with god in my life i wasn't pursuing him in everything that I was doing. And so there were empty pockets, you know, in my heart and in my soul that I was trying to to fill just subconsciously that weren't I wasn't getting it. And I, 
And But I didn't recognize that CR was something for me because I, in my head, I was picturing, I, I'm not addicted to substances. I'm not, you know, I don't have this issue or I don't, I'm not hurt by this thing. And so I wasn't even thinking about it. But what CR taught me first and foremost was the importance of recognizing Jesus yes. as my Savior and Lord and how every single piece of my life falls into that piece. Absolutely. And falls into that decision, and so, just to flash, you know, flash forward to even now, like the, you know, getting to getting to walk alongside and, and meet so many different people that come through those doors, uh, and hear so many different testimonies. There's one main piece that sticks out, which was they needed to come to a point in their life where they recognized that it was all about Jesus, yes, and everything was all about Him. Difficulties didn't necessarily go away. But their testimony shifts from a, a, a point of just misery and, um, you know, depravity almost to recognizing Jesus and accepting him to now Jesus and their walk with God helping them out of that place. And so even though they were dealing with some of the same struggles, there's peace now and there's joy as they're going through this life and figuring out some of that stuff. And, yeah, because God doesn't you know take I mean? away the challenges, like you said, but mm-hmm. he transforms us yeah. in the midst of those challenges. And I mean, that's a powerful thing. And, and you know, you said it, you know, I just want to reiterate it, that the meaning of life is only found in Jesus Christ, you know, in him and him alone. And the essential question of life, life are, are answered only in him. Mm-hmm. You know, when we really, really not just... How do I say this? Because you know, it's one thing to say, no, I know that's truth. It's one thing to really accept that as truth, mm-hmm. you know, allow that truth to penetrate our life and, and change our, our direction. But we really, when we really embrace the truth that we are beloved children of God created in His image to reflect His glory by walking in His love, transformed into His character and reflecting both to others in the, in the hope that they too will find salvation in Christ, that that's that's where the meaning is found, mm. right? That 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 life in Christ is a journey of becoming more and more like Him until the work in us is is done and we spend eternity with Him. Uh, that's the meaning of life. And you know, when I when I look at that, you know, we we can we can try to make it more complicated than it needs to be. It's not easy, but it's the right path. It's the best path. It, it's it's a fulfilling path. Mm to choose Jesus and, and to walk with him and, and to choose anything else. You know, any accomplishment that you can achieve here on earth will fall way short mm-hmm. without without that walk with Jesus being central in your life. You know, it's what we it's what we've been made for. It's, yeah. it's, it's the meaning, it's the purpose. It's it's all these things we've been looking at over the past, you know, four weeks now. And and as we venture into the the last question, which is, you know, the the fifth question, what is my purpose? And you say, well, haven't you already? Yeah, they sort of all sort of intermingled among each mm-hmm. other, these five questions. But but it's just so important that we understand that, that the meaning of life begins and ends with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, Elijah, what would be your sort of last words to those who are listening to this particular podcast? Man, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're going to kind of touch on it a little bit, but just from personal experience— being somebody who has has just been in some dark places in my life and um you know dealing with depression and anxiety and things like that and and trying so many different things and relationships and places and 
you know, just whatever. And not not getting fulfillment at all in any of them until I turned to and accepted Jesus. Um, that's just, that's the most important thing. And I know we keep saying it, but it's like, it's, that's what you got to do, you know? And, um, like if you're, if you're out there and you're listening to this and even if you are sitting in the position of like, you know, maybe you're there and you think life is good, you know? And, but I just, I challenge you to think about where it is you're at truly and think about how, how fulfilled do you feel right now? And to think about that. And again, I can, I only can point to Jesus because that's, that he is the only reason, you know? And so it took, it, it took a lot for me to get there in my life. And, uh, you know, I, I selfishly, I would selfishly love to see as many people as possible make that decision. And, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I just echo your words there that you know it, it's it, it's interesting that that when you when you come to Jesus, when you realize the meaning of life is found in him and him alone, right? And his journey that we have with him, it, it may not change your geography. Mm. You know, it, it may not. In other words, you you may still live in the place you live, you know, but all of a sudden the place you live, that meaning uh, begins to to change, you know, your place in that place, you mm-hmm. know, it, that that you know when I when I'm focused on Jesus, my home, my place in that home is empowered by Him. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know maybe you're heading off to work, and you're like, this just seems meaningless to me. All it is is just making money. You know, all it is is, by the way, which isn't a bad thing. It allows you to have food and shelter and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when you understand who you are in Christ and, and that the meaning is found in Him. You know he's going to transform your time in that in that in that workspace. You know, heading off to school. What's the meaning? Of, he's going to transform the time in that school. While I'm heading off and hanging out with my friends, or whatever. I'm going to, you know, where we play, right? And, and and you know, well, I just what's the meaning in this? And we've all been there, right? Where we're where we're in the midst of even these fun things and going, man, this what's what what is this all about? Mm-hmm. And and when Jesus is at the center, uh, he's able to transform not just you, but all these different situations you're in. He may not change the situation, but he's going to transform you in the midst of it. And through that, the hope is is that people will see the hope we have in Christ and want it themselves. Mm. And so my encouragement, you know, like I say, is echo what you say. You know, um, man, if you haven't if you haven't considered the things of Christ, if you haven't considered that relationship with Him, um, I just would encourage you to honestly pursue that. Um, Christ is really clear; He says, "Those who seek will find." And uh, I just encourage you to do that. If we can be of any help to you, uh, we're here for that. If if you're on this journey with Christ, you, you said yes to Him, and you're trying to do it alone. You're never alone. You're with Him, but but we're made to do it with other people. I'd encourage you make sure you tie into a local church that that's a Bible believing, Bible preaching, Bible living church, and 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 be a part of a community where you can be discipled and disciple others and be a part of that that building up of God's kingdom. And if you're in our area, if you're here in the Finger Lakes, Greater Rochester area, we're here in Canandaigua, well, come on over. We'd love to be a part of of, of your spiritual journey as well. Um, but you know, for now, I mean, we've looked at four of the five questions. You know, we've looked at. Why am I? Who am I? Uh, where do I come from? You know, why am I here? 
what is the meaning of life? We just talked about that. Next week, we're going to look at what is my purpose. Elijah will be back with us. Elijah, thanks for, for being a part of next week's podcast as well as this one. Uh, but for now, I just I just encourage you, you know, first of all, join me next week. But but remember to check out crosswinds.church. Much of what we're talking about, you can look at next steps by going to our website. There's information we can send to you. There's information around the website that will help you take your next step. Um, and, you know, if you're somewhere else and you're even trying to, to work through some of this, you can do that through the website. You can communicate with us and we can communicate and help you um, find the right church where you live uh, to be able to, um, to grow. Uh, but for now, uh, be blessed and bless others. Bless others.